Welcome to another episode of Wake Up with Wesley. I'm Wesley, sitting here with Rory. Mm-hmm. Rory. What's up? How do you like that your job description and duties are expanding? I love it. You went from Wait. sound guy to... What are you? Uh, person to talk to. <laughs> I don't think I could do this. This is this is the point that I got to with the podcast. I couldn't see me doing this forever with just me. I needed a, a human. I needed a human. Uh, I fit that bill. And and I, it felt like a little bit like Tinder dating. And I was married before I even had an iPhone. Before there was like internet on phones. And so this is like my first real life experience with cold calling people on the internet and then having to have a conversation. This is my first time doing Whoa. this. And I've Tinder dated. I don't I've like it. There. I don't like it either. Like people look great on paper and then you sit down and have a conversation with them and you're like, you're great. There's just absolutely no connection here. I, I, we can't, I can't talk. Oh, I hear Ozzy. Yep. Okay, that's okay. He's in here. So that that's what I'm like. I need to bring in people that I know and that I love to round this thing out so I can so that there's longevity. So yeah. that's what where you come in. Well, it all kind of landed right in place then, timing wise too. Cause today, I mean, they're gonna hear all about why. Because sure. I asked the good old Instagram to ask us Q and A's. Yeah, questions. thanks for that picture. That was a cool picture, Wes. I picked that it because I knew fun you'd love it. Picture of me. Was thank you, Wesley. And I'm so happy that you are getting a little sneak peek into what my life has been like. Where where this is just the truth. People are nosy. People want to know the depths of your personal life, and they I'm are going... no longer willing to accept the the smooth sailing answers. I have since day one on this little schmodge mast said that I will be completely honest and I will continue to be completely honest today. You're allowed to have a personal life. I tell myself that all the time. I say to myself, I am a grown-up. I can do what I want and I'm allowed to have a personal life. Yeah. So you yeah. can have a personal life. You don't have to share everything. That's true. Yeah, you keep yeah. what you want. But I'm going to be honest anyway. Okay, okay. So a lot of the questions that I received are about plant medicine because I think the fact that Rory and I have been dangling the the carrot. Like he, he did Kana about three weeks ago. I did Kana two weeks ago. And we've been saying we're going to talk about it. So do you want to talk about it now, Rory, or should we wait until after? I don't know. I think... Yeah, let's talk about it now. Okay. So let's talk about what Kana is. Kana is a plant. Mm-hmm. It's legal. Yeah. Totally I can't legal. believe it's legal. I can't either. People say it is compared to the effects of MDMA. So that, for people who don't know, like Molly or ecstasy. Mm-hmm. And and therapists have been utilizing MDMA therapy now for like a while. They're trying to get it legalized because it's obviously therapeutic. It's, it's a hard opener. Yeah, it is. But I, in my personal life, I've made a decision. I don't do anything illegal. And I don't do anything synthetic because I feel like when you do synthetic things, there's a, it's a synthetic high and then a really synthetic low. Like the price to pay for those types of things are not worth it. I don't so, mess with it. I don't believe in it. Yeah. I wouldn't feel good in myself to be doing those things. I don't even mom. like drinking alcohol. Like, That's one of the questions that we got is what are your thoughts about alcohol and weed? I mean, I like weed, but um, I don't we'll drink. get to that. We'll get to that. But like, yeah, I don't I'm just with you. Like, I don't like I've done all this. I've done all the stuff. Mm-hmm. I really have not like heroin or like 
actually just really like kind of heroin, <laughs> but like oh, like uh, pain pain. Like pills. I've done pain pills, but like I I'm like shot up heroin or actually smoked just heroin or anything. Yeah. But I've done like pain pills. I've just done it all. We both have a littered past. Yeah. And, but I have no interest in it now. And so that's been a big thing with doing this kind of stuff is it's like, oh, I've left that kind of behind. Like mm-hmm. this whole drug world is just, I, I outgrew it basically. Mm-hmm. And so it's been hard to do these things kind of like in the back of my mind. It's like, ugh. Are like, going, am I taking a step backwards? Am I taking a step backwards? But that was my biggest hurdle because yeah, but I, I would not feel way better. It's it's just all mindset with this kind of stuff. Well, and the the things. So, Kana isn't a synthetic drug. It's it is not. a plant. It's but a heart here's, opener. This, I mean, this segues perfectly into like my experience with it. Is Let's go for it. I got so fucked up. <laughs> it's like. Like more than I thought humanly possible. We'll can, we'll get into it, but like, but the the following days, I was so confused with like that whole thing. Like I didn't learn anything from that, but I, I did. did. Oh, but I did. Oh, I just okay. didn't know okay. it yet. Okay, I was just so kind of focused on like that. Was I was just I just got fucked up, like, and I didn't like it. I was like mad about it. That it was not my experience at all. That's crazy that you had that experience. But I but I, w- I was just I was reading into the wrong parts of it. I was just thinking about like how messed up I was. And it took a few days of like sifting through some bullshit of like the memories of it and all that kind of stuff to kind of figure it out, which I think I did. And I'm happy I did it. Uh-huh. Very happy I did it. So explain the effects. So so <laughs> kind of it's it's a plant ground up in a capsule. You take a capsule. It takes about 30 minutes to to sink in. And and the first effects are a little bit of like euphoria. You just feel was really, laying, really good. I was laying on my back and I had my hands on my chest and stomach and I could feel um, like literal, I could feel heart energies shooting out of my palms into my like body. Mm-hmm. Like that's what, it, my eyes were closed and that's kind of what I started to feel and I was like, oh boy, here we go. And we have to back and up one more time. we're dropping in. Because it was also in a ceremonial setting with space oh, yeah. holders and healers and yes. facilitators. So that I key can't use every any single names, time. but I want to call her or him. <laughs> That's an obvious her. Um, Hannah. Hannah. No. Why not Hannah? Why would you not choose Hannah? This is a fake name. Choose Hannah. All right. Hannah. No. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay so what okay hannah hannah was your space holder yeah okay and she was amazing but i'm just <laughs> saying we yeah i had we had two actually we okay. had hannah and we had jasper okay so were they yeah. going around talking to you were you just lying alone by yourself was it communal set the scene oh yeah i mean it was very communal the entire ground had been turned into fluffy soft things and yeah, they would take you if they, if they saw you in any sort of like, uh, then you're just getting an immediate cuddle and a snuggle and a everything's OK type thing. But like it works. It really helps because mm-hmm. you do feel like I I honestly felt like I was the size of a bean, like something so tiny being held in their hands. Mm-hmm. That's how, my perspective was that like that's how big and massive and like like safe they felt yeah. i was so small they could hold me in their the palm of their hands 
And so that was awesome. And then you kind of start getting they, into your feelings. Well, correct? then you get into your feelings because so what then came up for you? You feel that way. You're like, wow, oh, tiny. They're perfect. They're amazing. They're the best person I could be with right now. And they'll ask you questions. What's going on? What's really going on? And you have no, absolutely no barrier, no, no wall, filter, nothing to get in your way. Your brain shut is completely, it's void at that point. And it is all just heart emotions and, and, and memory. It's fucking crazy. And it's kind of like truth serum. Like, you know how, the, how we lie even to ourselves? Three, thousand percent truth serum the truth comes out how you how you feel what you think what's what's really going on in your life and you remember what you said oh yeah it's not that's what that's why i feel like it's almost not an accurate like what you said how you just felt like effed up because i it is for me and everyone else like you're not like drunk or tripping it's just weird it's weird how good you feel and you remember everything mine had a little Mine, mine had a curveball on it. Oh, I so mine was taken with sassafras. Which, Same. Oh, it was yeah. Oh shit, cool. Maybe it just affected you differently. Here's what I honestly think, well, Lori. I think I, that you're just not used to living in your it, heart space. Damn, it could be. I just think that it was I, it, so unnatural for you yeah. that it was a lot. Well, for that's you. a big part of what I kind of came to later, like days and like a week later. I was like. Oh shit, I've never in my life been that happy. I didn't know that that existed within myself. Uh-huh. I didn't know I could get to that level of like happy. Oh, let's talk about it. Like it just and connection connected. Holy shit. I have a thought and tell me if I'm wrong. I may be reaching, but you are very much like an independent person in life and how you and how you live and what you do and all those things. Mm-hmm. And Doing something like Kana, where it opens up your heart and it's very communal, your independency kind of was like, like here's the thing: if I would have, if I would have known that's what Kana was gonna do, I don't think I would have done it. Really? Because I'm that type of person. And who is banging on our door? I don't know. Somebody's. You keep talking. Somebody's banging on a door and ringing. It sounds like a child. Definitely a child. Hold on. You keep talking. Okay, I kind of forgot what I was saying. I purposely didn't keep talking. I wanted them to hear you just shut down children. There's babies at my house. Literal babies. I am a daycare. <laughs> I can edit some of that out. Okay. I'm probably not gonna. <laughs> okay. What was I saying? I said that that's probably why you walked away feeling like, what was that? Yeah. That was artificial, but it wasn't artificial. Wasn't. That was just a new a new high that you reached to. And I don't mean high. I mean like a new level of connection that I don't know. It It threw me for a loop for a few days. I was like, what the hell just happened? Mm-hmm. And it you almost feel like a vulnerability hangover because you're yeah. so open with people and, and you tell people to their face how you, tell you feel people about them. To their face exactly and it's their real what feelings. You, but like Jesus. And you Christ. realize, Rory, you really care. You yeah. have a big heart. You oh, care yeah. a lot. I think that's why you guard it a little bit because it is so big. Well, so that's kind of, that's what me and Hannah mm-hmm. we 
Do you want to know why, why I was saying hand? Yeah. I was obsessed with her hands. Obsessed, Wesley. I mean, you, I'll send her a message right now and she'll start <laughs> laughing her ass off because we've talked about it continuously. Uh-huh. Obsessed with her hands because they were like raw earth mother hand. Like this is, these are the hands of a woman. She's an earth woman. She is. a. So I was going to say hand goddess, oh, but I, I didn't say that. Hannah. I thought I could think of something funnier, but <laughs> Hannah will work. <laughs> but Hannah, shit, I forgot where I was going with all of that. You had such a big heart. Oh, she, yeah. I mean, she saw it immediately. She was like, you're good. Like, when I talked to her days after, mm-hmm. I was like, we didn't spend too much time together. And she was just like, yeah, you were good. Like, you, you your heart was wide open. You were as, as happy as you could ever been. You weren't going through things. Like, I didn't, she didn't think I was actually, like, suppressing things. She's mm-hmm. like, no, you're on the right track. Like, you're good. I was like, okay, cool. That felt good. That's what I keep hearing from all of these people, though. Is what? Is like, oh, no, you're doing good. Right track. You are. You are on the right track. And you are good. You are good. Yeah. You're just finally like living in alignment and opening up. And that's the thing, Rory. Nothing has ever been wrong with you. You're just, you've never fit into society. And now that's what you're changing is you're not trying to fit into society. Wow, Wes, guess what? What? You just, that, that is what I got out of Kana. I was like, I have been pushing and pushing and pushing just back of like, uh, why, why don't I fit in? Why don't I, why am I always the circle peg in the square? Mm-hmm. Like, why? Damn it. I try so hard. And now I'm just like, oh, I'm just that way. Oh my gosh. You know what this is reminding me of? Huh. So my favorite author, I don't even know if you know, but it's Glennon Doyle. And in her book, her it's my favorite. It's like the Bible to me. It's like, like if... I feel like I am her, but not even near enough as good of like, she's just amazing. But she says something about like, you either change yourself and you fit into society or you rebel against society. But both of those two things are untrue. The rebellion of it the rebellion and of the it, fitting in, the both untrue. did not fit. It didn't fit my life thing. at all. Yeah. It's the same thing on the opposite end of the spectrum. The, the true thing is just to do life the way you want. Mm-hmm. Not rebel against society. That's and not I've true. I've been rebelling and like I'm looking back on it now and just being like, you've just wasted so much time trying to be like, Ugh, I'm against when, this. Yeah. I hate you this. Could have just, this is bullshit. Instagram is stupid. Yeah. When you could have just <laughs> been you not even utilizing, but just just being just living how you actually wanted to and not having to show how. How you're it not. shows the rebellion of it crazy. is still powerlessness against it. Exactly. I know. I know. And it took me 30 years to figure that out. But that's okay. So, so Kana for you, it is very much just like it's communally. Like for me, I felt like it's cuddly. You want to be touched. But there's also a lot of consent because touch can be very, very oh, yeah. triggering was, for people. Every single person that I did it with was all. If there was a weird... Not a weird touch because everybody was just touching everybody. Not and not in a, in a weird, weird way. way. That sounds that so sounds weird. Bad. That sounds, that sounds bad. so weird. But it's like it's like a hug, yeah. like a, a little pat on the back. Exactly. When normally that is not acceptable. You you walk in with your friends. You say hello. You might like hug them when you first see them. But then the hugs don't really stop. It's like not a an embrace when you see them. It's like they go all through the night. Yeah. And this sounds weird as we're talking about. Who it. cares? It is weird. <laughs> it's fucking so weird. I, like I said, I would not have done this if I knew that. But I'm so happy I did. I'm so happy I did. 
I didn't think it was as a powerful plant medicine as it is. I went in there yeah. thinking I've done ayahuasca and nothing will touch this. <laughs> And psilocybin you. retreats, like I, I, I'm reverent around those plant medicines because Me I know, I know the, they're powerful. The impact. I can, I know that there's, but this one I totally underestimated. Me too. Yeah. I totally underestimated it because I was like, it's a plant. Some people say it's kind of like MDMA. It's very therapeutic, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Like we'll go take yeah. it. Yeah, I. Whoo. It was incredibly, like, Ooh, yeah. Like I, I, it's kind. I'm in where you, you are, You're where I'm still kind of processing. Yeah, and it was weird, man. It was weird. It's I weird. liked it. I liked it, but I am now. I'm reverent about it too. Like, tread lightly. Yeah. And, you, and it has to have the utmost respect, exactly as if if you're doing a ayahuasca ceremony or a or a psilocybin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like go in there. My, with, well, mine did, and like. It had the exact same reverence and the exact same, you know, the whole ceremony was like, oh, shit, here we go. Mm -hmm. We're doing this. Mine, and, too. Mine mine was like that. I just kind of like, OK, whatever. But it was weird because I didn't get once I know, like I once I saw like, oh, this is just like the other ceremony. I was like, I got less nervous and more like maybe this is going to be the real deal. Mm -hmm. And so I got like not excited, but more just like I actually got more at ease. It's like, oh, sweet. Because I was kind of nervous. No, I don't know what I was before we did it. I just didn't think it was going to be gnarly, as gnarly as it was. And so I was like, uh, let's get this over with almost. So for, I can't speak for everybody, but like it is mostly like lovely and, and things come up and maybe you do process through hard things. Maybe trauma does come up, but it is so, so, so much more gentle and calmer and there's like no hallucinations no scary feelings no. you really just are in in your feelings and mm -hmm. and open to expressing your feelings and your truth mm -hmm. so but it, i did see certain people at the retreat that i went to yeah we were processing two totally different things hard things like hard things came up yeah there was so i didn't know but the people that i was with same stuff but it wasn't until the day after when they were everyone was kind of sharing uh-huh and yeah like there was shit people were saying. Where I was like, whoa. You were in the middle of that last in, night? You were going through that? That's, wow. But like they all seemed better because of it. Oh, yeah. So but so I, what was your crazy. overall takeaway? Like what, did you, what do you think yours was about? Like you walked in not knowing. We underestimated it, both of us. Mm -hmm. What did you come out feeling like, okay, that's what that was about? I did not know that me as a per, per like I didn't know. I could feel love like Aww. that. Oh, I had no clue that that existed. So you cut yourself off from it too. Yeah. Like you don't even let yourself tap into the love you feel for others. But the night before we did that, I, I microdosed, but I microdosed. I took one little pill, one little psilocybin. psilocybin pill. And that's supposed to just be like a nice mellow microdose, but it was not for me. And it was, I like had a full journey and it was kind of, I was the only person there and it was an accident. So I was like, oh no. <laughs> and like, I was telling people like, oh shit, <laughs> help. <laughs> <laughs> and the, and, uh, oh, but I, I like kind of worked through some shit. I was actually, there was a moment where I escaped away. And was like walking around by my, I pace a lot and I was pacing and I was just sitting there laughing hysterically about 
what I was going to say on the podcast about that moment. What? I don't know why. No, what were you just that. Say? I was just, there's nothing going on in my head. I was just laughing that that's where my mind went, that I was. That like, you knew I need you to, were going to come on the podcast? I need, to know, I need to know things to say on the podcast. <laughs> I do that all the time. Like, I'll be doing something in my regular life and be like, oh, this is on the podcast. Yeah. And, and it will make start, me laugh. It made me laugh. And then so I forget hard. all the time to talk about it. Me too. There's so many moments that I'm like, oh, shit, I should. I need to start like voice memoing things. I know, I know. But um, but I was kind of going through shit and I wasn't having a good time. I was at the retreat and I was not having a good time the first day and a half. Wait, before you go any further, I have to tell Ozzy to go to school and I need to hear why you were not having a good time. Okay, we'll we're just. And in the magic of post editing, you'll be back in no time. Pardon the quick break, but we are talking Truebill. So Truebill is an all-in-one finance app that helps you keep more of your money by wasting less. Truebill works by automatically categorizing your spending and identifying reoccurring charges and overpriced bills. And it helps you to lower or cancel unwanted services right from the app. So I've been using the app for the past month, and I will tell you, it has been illuminating for us, to say the least. Because first of all, so the setup process is easy. We synced all of our online banking and, and our business and our personal credit cards to the app and just simply let Truebill do its thing. Once it organized all the data, Truebill broke down how we're spending our money each month into categories and it gave us like a clear picture of the inflow and the outflow of our money in a way that I've never seen it done before. The way it broke it down, I just had never seen it like this. And and I was shocked about certain aspects of how we're spending our money and and then also pleasantly surprised by other aspects. And it what it did is it gave us a clear map on what's really going wrong and what's really going right for us financially. And it led us to sit down and, and look at it and talk about... I don't know. It's just we figured out ways to make simple changes in our personal life to balance out these scales. And it was simple. And it was because it laid it out for us in a way that we had never seen it before. So another one of my favorite aspects of what Truebill offers to its users, among the many, is that they review your bills for you. Like, like say your cable, cable bill or your internet bill, for example, like they... They'll look at that, and if they feel you're overspending on that specific bill, then Truebill will contact the company you're using and try to negotiate your bill down for you. Like, you don't have to do it. They'll do it for you. It is amazing. So you can download Truebill at the Apple app or the Google Play Store or at truebill.com slash Wesley. So that's T-R-U-E-B-I-L-L dot com forward slash Wesley. And you guys, finances can be scary. Trust me, I know. But the truth is they don't have to be and Truebill can get you back on track in just a few minutes. So go to Truebill.com slash Wesley or straight to the Apple app or Google Play stores and start taking control of your money today. Now let's get back to the show. Okay, so what were you saying about the... I don't know. Oh, no. What were What was I saying? Oh, that's what you figured out. You figured out what, what it was about. I think, yeah. Okay, so what do you think it was about? Well, it was about, I just, I just had so much confusion and I didn't understand. There was confusion on a lot of ends though. See, one of the people that I was there doing this with, like we connected on a powerful level, or at least I connected with them on a very, very powerful level. Yes. And I did not know that that could be achieved within my own just everything 
Like and love? I fully fell in love. Like my soul, I remember it so vividly, but I can't explain it at all. I'm sorry <laughs> for that, but I wish I could. But like every part of how my night with Kana went down and this like... <laughs> um wild wild adventure that my brain took me on but like also i'm my soul like left my body i think i was (laughs) you like imprinted on another soul i yeah and like it was insane that is insane and it like is still stuck with me like i can't get that out of my head have you talked to her about it of course i have i've told her say i I don't know if you talked about this on the podcast (laughs) i haven't talked in depth with with her about it but it's just i've been like yo that happened Uh, and i'm sorry and i've even said like i'm gonna talk about it on the podcast i hope you're okay with that what'd she say she was like she said something super cool really there's no tax on my love like some cool where i was like god damn it that's cool <laughs> i am shocked by this but absolutely it makes the most sense to me too but i was like kind of did that take away from my experience because i was glued to that person uh-huh. I, I think so i i kind of remember i remember being all over the place but i just was like always like ah are you safe or so <laughs> i don't know mm-hmm. but i just like needed to be by that person i think whatever you get is what you're meant to get i think that there is no wrong in this stuff even if it's hard or bad or scary i think that's probably what you're supposed to be doing in that moment like whatever's coming up is the truest most right thing for you what name should i give this person you know who it is i know who it is what name should i give this person tabitha tabitha (laughs) (laughs) tabitha wherever you are i actually know exactly where you are (laughs) Uh, sorry, my soul fell in love with you. <laughs> and uh, this is so much pressure on. Her. I know. I'm sorry, and I'm talking about it on a platform. That's <laughs> even worse. <laughs> oh, it makes me laugh. But you know what? I love her the way you love her. Uh, yeah, good. It's a soul bond. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get it. One hundred percent. Sorry, Tabitha. So, would you suggest it? Would you not? What's your thoughts? Ugh. Well, I feel like we've only talked about me. Oh, okay. I haven't. I don't know. I purposefully not brought up the conversation. I finally did like a day or two after just because mm-hmm. I was like, are you okay? Was it fun? Did it work? Are you good? Mine was heavier than I ever anticipated. Yeah. It. I processed through something that I didn't know I needed processing through. Hmm. And in the moment, I just kind of felt like, oh, this is different. And truth be told, Bronson was supposed to come with me. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to come with me, but they were opening up the store. We weren't like connecting. We were so busy in our lives. And like right before I texted him, I was like, hey, are you sure this is a good idea? Like, like I know that this stuff is supposed to be respected. And I was like, I don't know. Like my gut was saying, maybe this isn't good for us right now. Like we're not connecting in real life. Mm-hmm. Maybe we shouldn't go do this. He's so busy. He's so, his mind is so elsewhere. I'm really like so, observant of that. Real quick. Yeah. Having now done it, do you think if you would have gone, if you were to do it again? Yes. And you were in the same spot you were in. Just I barely, think I would have wanted him to you come. You would have wanted him to come but, because it would have connected you. Yeah, but I don't like, I didn't want like a false connection. Like right. I want to be connected in my life life and do yeah. things with 
with people that I feel safe around. And of course I feel safe around Bronson, but it, we, we have just been so busy. Like mm-hmm. we're not connecting in life. Not Nothing's wrong, but like it just, I made sure I was Your like, Hey, days are spent apart. Now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so I was like, do you really feel like this is a good idea? Like we haven't talked about it. Like you're so busy. And he wrote back a question mark. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, a question mark? What does that mean? Like, he doesn't even say he could have said, I don't know. He could have written the word. I don't know. I'm busy. But that just was like, I was pissed. Mm-hmm. I was like, you're not coming with me. I don't want you to come with me. Like, officially, I am doing this on my own. I don't want you to come with me. And now looking back, if we would have just like gone. And he, since that moment, has been like, oh, I just thought you didn't want me to come. Like, we both were feeling insecure. He was like, oh, I, I seriously, like that text to me meant you didn't know if you wanted to do it with me. And to me, that text to him was like, I'm worried about like your life. Like there's a lot on you right now. Are you sure this is a good idea? I was checking in with him. He thought I was pushing him away. And then I did push him away. That's your guy. That's the disconnect. That's the corrosive corrosive energy that you're both sitting there. Like, why aren't we talking about? And we just both get madder about it. And you just don't do anything. And it just, it's corrosive. It eats everything. Cause it was corrosive. It's crazy. And I'm like his biggest support. He like, like, like of course we're each other's 18. Like it's him and me. It's only him and me. Right. But for whatever reason, I was like, we were off that day. So I did it without him. I wish we would have, we could have done it together, but I mean, there's always next time. I think that for me, maybe it was meant to happen because what I ended up processing was my relationship with the masculine, like masculinity Hmm. and men. Hmm. And, and I, did not think that I had an issue with it. All my best guy friends are guys. Mm-hmm. It has always been easier for me to connect with men. And only now, after I've done like a lot of deep personal work, have I allowed women into my life. Like hmm. true deep friendships with women. But it, it's taken me a long time. Other girls, I'm like, like I felt weird. Like everyone always had like a posse of girls. And I just thought it was because we moved every year. <laughs> that didn't happen for me. But I think you I blocked had off women. You a posse of dudes though. Always was hanging out with dudes because yeah, I was, was the cool girl. I made well, sure I was so cool. And it cool. was sick for me because you hung out with like just skater and snowboarder friends who would then take me snowboarding. I hang out with guys because guys back – guys are easy. Awesome for me. And fun. Like guys are easy and fun. Women would see me and ask me questions and I was never willing to go there. I did not want to go deep. I wanted to have fun. I wanted it to be easy. Guys are fun and easy. Yeah. Girls demand more from you. And so I blocked myself off from women. I've totally healed that. Like now I'm like annoyed by men. (laughs) (laughs) I love women. (laughs) So, so I went there thinking, I don't know what I thought. I just wanted to experience it. Our lives have been hectic. I feel, I felt like I wanted to connect with myself. And so my intention for the night was kind of clarity with like how I wanted my life to go. I felt so disconnected and and our life is so big that I'm losing myself a little bit in it. So I wanted to connect with myself and and find clarity on how to do my day-to-day life. And what I got was not my intention at all, but I connected with men on, on like a real level. And I realized that I had been blocking true connection with men, just like I had been blocking true connection with women. And and not really letting them in. And I also like believe those societal like boundaries and and it's inappropriate because I'm married. We can't we can be friends, but we can't be close. I'm a right. married woman. I can't be that close of friends with dudes. Yeah. And and then a lot of the time, because I am such good friends with men, they would get a girlfriend and feel really uncomfortable with my friendship with 
their boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And so being respectful, I have I back off. Like I because I love them. Mm-hmm. I'll back off. That's fine. We can be friends from afar. Yeah. But um so it I did not realize until the next day what was happening, but men would come to me, all different types of men, and one guy would be it's weird because on Kana, you become a mirror. You don't know what you're doing, but you will have an intuitive hit and you'll go to a person and be like, I feel like I need to say this to you. Or mm-hmm. I feel like I need yeah. to hug you in this way. Yes. So one guy came up to me and he was like, and you have to ask permission. There's consent. They're like, can I, I would really, I'm really feeling like you need a hug. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh yeah, like that's fine. So this one guy came up to me and he hugged me and it was like a bear hug, like a protector hug. Oh. Like I am going to protect you and I got you and it was like tight and I crumbled. I was like, <gasps> something in my body was like, you have, you need this so badly. Allow this. You need to feel protected by a man. I had the exact same thing. You did? By a man or a woman? By a woman. Okay. That's interesting. That's it. But protected. Not, yeah. Well, it was just, yeah. Like, I got you. But I was actually the one, like, doing the big hug, though. But, like, they needed that out of me. Oh, yep. So you were the protector in the situation. Yeah, I think so. And you don't even know why you're doing it. Like, it's not, like, a thought-out thing. It's just you know in the moment what needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And I was that for other people, too. I would go up to women and men, and and I would say shit that I was like, what? I know. Holy crap, that was wild. So that happened. I was so one man showed up to me as a protector, and then another man showed up to me, and he was so calm and so like clear spoken and such like a a validating. Like this man saw me. He saw me. He heard me. He validated me. Like I was fully seen by this guy. I had never hung out with really, mm-hmm. and and I needed that by a man. And then another guy was like adoring of women and not and none of it was sexual. And I realized something. This is what I processed. Yeah, none of it was sexual at my thing at not all. Not sexual at all. It's it's true connection without that transactional like life is so like that. Like women show up, we need to be sexy, we're an item. It was like connection without the transactional, like you're hot, you're cool, like mm-hmm. there's no sexual energy, it's just connection. Mm-hmm. And and I think that. A part of me always thought that guys liked me because they thought I was like hot or that they had a chance. Mm-hmm. And this this was the first instance where I understood that these men, there was a connection there because they saw who I was mm-hmm. and I saw who they were. Mm-hmm. There was nothing more than that. And I didn't know that that was in me. I didn't know that that like that false idea was ever inside of me. Mm-hmm. But it was so nice. I can't even tell you. It was so weird. There was an energy worker at mine, and he was like, I you, I got to clear some stuff. And he was like, you're stuck. Whatever's going on in your throat or in your belly, it's stuck. And he was like, breathe it out, breathe it out. And I'm trying to breathe it out. And I'm mm-hmm. nothing's happening. And he walked away. He goes, I need to disconnect. You're stuck. Like, it was affecting him. Like, yeah. my stuckness, my energy was affecting him. And he was like, I'm going to disconnect. He said that word. And then he walked away. And the second he walked away, I sat up and I threw up in my mouth, ran to the bathroom, puked everywhere. Like whatever it was, I literally threw it up. And that's not normal. Like you don't throw up. Yeah, I never felt any nauseousness or anything. That was, I think I was so open to the energy work that that was like the energy work, not the Kana making me throw up. That was like the energy work made me throw up. Dude, I got energy worked. I got worked by some energy. Really? Yes. We had a 
Jasper. <laughs> Jasper was there the whole time. And Jasper knows how to ghost bust, knows how to do all sorts of crazy shit. And I loved it. Yeah. I loved it, but it, it was nuts. Yeah. Sorry, that got out of the con to talk, but that shit was specific. It's energy work. It was specific, and I was like, how the shit are you knowing? How do you know this stuff? There's you don't know me. There's people here with, like, mad, like, they're you really divine me. gifts. Like, you that's have... what I've realized. I don't think I have them. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I think I, I have actually, human gifts. I don't I'm think I have, like, divine I gifts. I think I do. What's yours? I think I can tell. I I really do, because it's now happened too many times, way too many times. I think bad, not bad people, people with ill intent. intent. Oh, shit, I picked that up too. Yeah, I think, A, we're drawn to each other and because I meet too many. And I can spot them in a second. and I do, But I never say anything and I never am just all of a sudden like, I don't like you now. But I will be... My guard will be up around them and it's always and it's always hurting someone around me. It's never hurting me, but they always will fuck somebody up or fuck someone over mm-hmm. that is close to me. And I'll be like, I, I knew, knew it. it. I knew it. I, okay, I so if that is it. a spiritual gift, then I, I have think that. It too. is. I really do, because it's it is now like working at 100 percent success rate. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It is crazy. And now I'm just listening to it and it's fun. It is. I think that this stuff, though, because this last week you've said it, I've said it, Bronson has said it. It's it when you do this type of work, like this internal work where you're processing stuff, obviously things come up and, and it makes you be contemplative and you, and you think about things deeper for the following next days and, about, and you feel kind of tired. And I randomly the other night. So here's what else I've been doing. And it has completely changed everything in my life. Who would have thought? <laughs> But whenever I'm getting a feeling like, you know, when you get like, oh, I need to call that person back or something like that. Yeah. But like, or like, I really need to say this to someone like about just whatever. You you can get that physical feeling of like stress or nervousness when you think about like, oh, I need to talk to my mom about this or something like that. And you just don't do it. That feeling just stays there for me. And I've now been acting on that feeling and like calling the person or Reaching doing out. the thing, whatever it is that I'm like, I don't like this feeling. I'm so I'm just going to do the thing that's making me have this feeling. Wow. Guess what? I feel great now. What do you do? I'm just I'm acting on that shit. So you'll, you're calling random people? Not calling random. Pe- <laughs> it's just whatever it is. It might not be a call, but it could. Uh, for me, a few of these things have been like. I'm going to reach out. I need to just. Yeah, I just need to have. I just need to say what I need to say. Wow. Type of shit. That's crazy. I talked about religion with mom. That's what a lot of people, a lot of people's questions this week have been about religion. And we're not going to go heavy I'm into gonna, it, but they, they want to know. They want to know the about like our parents, about you. Well, should, we get, should we do the Q&A? Yeah, let's do the Q&A. But I, I just wanted to, I felt bad. Whatever Kana did has been just so good for my like, just mind in the weeks after. Because I've just, I have been contemplating everything, thinking about stuff. Because it's hard to actually, I wrote down my own beliefs. Yeah. I've, have you ever done that? Yeah, that's what my whole show's about, Rory. Do you I know, edit this but show? It's hard. 
it's hard to actually like put that on paper. I know. And then read it back and you're like, what? And because some of them are not very like. Well, and there's a lot of question marks, too, on it. It's just like, yeah. well, how can I know anything? Yep. And that's hard. But you, I mean, I need a belief system, I guess, because I haven't really ever had one. But now I kind of do. But now I'm trying to pinpoint your it. belief system is not anyone. It's just your true north. Like yeah. if you're if you're I'm living not, a life that's in I don't alignment believe to in your religions. beliefs, religions yes. are they hurt more than anything, I think. But it's just I need. I don't know. I don't know what I need, but you don't need another person's beliefs. You I just need, need to be clear person. on your own. I just need to be clear. on my, Exactly. And it's been fun yeah. because I'm just pulling pieces of what I really like. And like, you know what? Yeah, that I hope that that is what it's going to end up being. And I think having that belief for yourself that then that's going to be the end all for you or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I hope that's the case. But yeah, it was wild asking mom shit. People want to know about mom. Let's get into the questions. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Did we wrap up Kana good? Do you think that we are leaving people with questions? Uh, well, what I think Kana on his own does that to you anyway. So Leaves you with more questions than answers? Yeah. Or it just opens opens yourself up it's for just questioning fuck. yourself? It opens you up. Bronson is, yeah, he's had it. He's in it too. Like he's like, but it's all so lovely. It's not like, I, I don't feel I like. I just realized I've been so far away from the mic. Very oh, no, comfortable right, right now. I don't think it's like traumatic. Not like that. No. It's just very contemplative. It it just made me think about stuff. I do. Not in like a scary way. I actually think that I've done everything ass backwards in life. I think I did ayahuasca first and then psilocybin and then this. I think I, <laughs> if you're wanting to dip your toes into these waters, maybe start off with Kana. Yeah. Like that's a lovely place to start. Yeah. And then maybe a psilocybin retreat. And then, yeah. and then I don't think ayahuasca is for everybody. If everyone in the world took ayahuasca, it would change the world. It mm -hmm, would. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if people are ready for that sort of work. Mm -hmm. I don't know. if I think it could be traumatizing if, if you're not ready. I'm, I don't think I'm ready. You don't think you're ready? Um, Why did I do that one first? What is, what is with me? You're hardcore, dude. Okay, okay. Questions. We had so many questions. So many people. And this is the funniest part is that people just want to know the deepest, darkest secrets about uh, you now. Let's bring it on. <laughs> Okay, a lot of people I tried to like do these in categories and then I couldn't. So we're we're just going in. We're just so the first this. question is how is our relationship like it is, yours and mine? Like we're adult siblings, we get along. Do we fight? What's your thoughts, Rory? No, I love being around you. I do too. We've never really been I mean, when we were kids. But even we then? Were, but even then the last fight and I'm not even kidding. The last fight I remember is when I went into your bedroom, I think I was in third grade, and poked out all the eyes of all of your Polaroid pictures Dick. on your cork board. Dick. And then dad, you told dad, and he came in, and then he ripped off the heads of all my kiss dolls. <gasps> and he said, there you go, you guys are even. Oh, that's like really aggressive. Little did he know those the kiss doll heads could be put back on easily. <laughs> so suck it, Bill. <laughs> Okay, I remember the last fight. I remember the maddest I've ever, ever, ever been at you. And it was when I bought, like, I remember being in, I moved back to Utah. Everyone wore nicer clothes here. And they all cared about jeans. And there were sevens. Remember the jeans sevens mm -hmm. for all mankind or whatever? Mm -hmm. I bought them with my own money. And I remember being like, where are they? Where are they? Where are they? And you rolling up with your friends and you were wearing my, like, 
$200 jeans mm. I bought with my own money. Hell yeah. And I truly have never been more irate. I probably look dope. You probably looked better in them than me, and that was another layer of anger. Ah, <sighs> the chick pants days. But okay, so the other question is, how do we remain like this? And I think I know the answer to this. Tell me if you if I'm if I'm off. I don't know the answer to this, so go ahead. I really believe that the reason that we have a good relationship is because I expect absolutely nothing from you. And I out of you. I don't care if you call me on your birthday. I don't keep track. Yep. I don't I don't like want to give you a present. Like that is so not our love language anyway. Yeah. Like I think that our love language is we give each other I, shit. Yeah. And it is we hilarious. Have, to our me. entire lives for Christmas will get each other like a joke gift. Like yes. the stupidest thing we can a Nerf find gun. each other. Yeah. I got him a bidet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it's just uh, yeah, I don't expect much out of you. I don't even care if I hear like it's a delight. It's a delight if I hear from you, I'm happy. I think that is the key to any relationship. Like I expect absolutely nothing from you and it's just fun when you're around. Mhm. I respect your space. You respect my space. We both know that we like to be alone. And Uh if we're alone, that doesn't necessarily mean... Nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. We just really like to be alone. We don't like check in on one another. Yeah. But sometimes I do get pings to check in on you. Yeah. And I do. Do I I reciprocate? Yeah, because you came to me when Bronson and I were off and you said, I feel contention. Yeah, that's right. You know, (laughs) And I can tell that you were Yeah, I did. I was like, hey, what's going on? I know you. But you There's know what, going on. Rory, I don't think you would have done that a month ago. No, I wouldn't have. You would not have done that a month ago. Nope. You would have totally ignored it. Mm-hmm. But okay, that was me acting on a feeling. And it was a feeling of, I know this feeling too well. Like yeah. I know this, this tension in this air and I hate it. Yeah. And I don't want to be, but I live here. So now I have to be a part of it. And I was like, no, I don't need to be a part of it. And I walked upstairs and was like, what's going on? Yep. Yeah. Boom. Acted on a feeling and I felt better because of it and it helped you. <laughs> it helped me too. God, yeah. I was like, man, is crazy. it that bad? Can you feel it? And you're like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I kind of feel ruckus might be here. Oh, you can go get it. Go get the door. Oh, it's Craig. Okay, go get the door. <laughs> it's Craig. <laughs> Guys, I need to interrupt this right here to let you all know about the Daily Shifts app. So you've heard me talk about the Daily Shifts before. It's an app that I personally use that totally encompasses all the daily tasks needed to start shifting your life in a more positive direction. So it focuses on mindfulness, meditation, a gratitude practice, goal setting, being present, and breath work. It is so simple and so easy to use, yet incredibly powerful. I can't even tell you. Like you, you have to try it out for yourself to really see how these these little daily habits and prompts can truly start to change your life for the better. So I also know that most of my listeners here are here for similar reasons. Like you're either you're you're either experiencing a spiritual awakening in some way or another yourself. And that's probably been triggered by grief or loss or maybe even a breakup or a faith transition, like a job change or a lifestyle change. Like you're just growing. And you're looking for guidance on how to move forward in a way that feels good and actually doable. And I am telling you that this is it. So Doug, the founder of The Daily Shifts, is offering you guys, the Wake Up With Wesley listeners, something they have never done before. So they're offering you their master class, which is a 75-page workbook that goes incredibly in-depth. And along with the workbook, they give you access to The Daily Shifts private Facebook group, which holds weekly challenges, printable calendars, and just the community is where it's 
that, like that is worth it alone, just the community alone. So they're offering all this to you, the workbook, all all the access and the app for $139. Um, this would normally be $1,100, you guys. So that's a savings of over $900. So you got to take this offer up. It will not last. And it is only for you guys, the Wake Up With Wesley listeners. So if you're interested, please go to www.thedailyshifts.com slash Wesley and just take the leap. So that's www.thedailyshifts.com slash Wesley and start to really shift your life. Now we can get back to the show. Okay, okay, okay. Studio somewhere. We're just chilling. This is my house. Okay, this one's about mom and dad. How do our parents feel about us being open and vulnerable on the podcast, especially talking about our dark, like our CD history with drug and alcohol abuse and plant medicine now, which is so funny that doesn't that tell you so much about what people think about this is that they, they, they bring together plant medicine with drug and alcohol use. Yeah. Like, but I, mean, I, get, I get that. I get, I get that because I used to too. Yeah, me too. But I think that this is the most controversial thing that we talk about and it is very uncomfortable for people. Really? Oh yes. Rory. Yes. My audience is a bunch of stay at home moms who live in Utah. Well, I mean, it's all over the world, but like Utah. You should try some plant medicine. Um, wait, so what? Do, the question is, what do we think? How do and, how do our parents feel? Like, are they uncomfortable with this? Have I they spoken to us about this? I don't think so at all. I've <laughs> spoken with both of them and they're like, wow, we see a huge change in you. This is awesome. Where do I sign up? But like, I think that it was hard for mom initially to be like, oh. So that's why I talked to her the other night. That's what I was like. Hey, I nobody gave a shit about what you thought, like religion wise, because we all just pulled away from it. Uh-huh. And now we're kind of like we're we're kind of into this thing right now. And that's not to say it has anything to do with religion, but it was like you're kind of getting pulled into this. And I haven't listened to what you think about that. Yeah, so that's what I wanted to know. I was like, what do you think? What does mom think? She thinks it's all it's nothing but positive has come from it. So have fun, Roar. Does she care? Do you think that she cares that we're talking to the world about this? Maybe would do you think that, that mom and dad would prefer that this was private? Um, it's not for them to have their privacy That's stamp the, on it. I it's kind mine. of think that same thing. Like I don't live my life to please my parents and I love them. Yeah. But even if this made this them angry, this is what I feel like I want to do. This is what I'm into, and I finally feel like I've found footing somewhere. So if they don't like that, that sucks. Yeah. But Mom's calling right now. You think her ears are burning? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Mom Shut up about calling. me and religion. <laughs> so my, I, I will tell you this, that my mom is the truest, bluest fan of Wake Up With Wesley. Yeah, I think she she's the only person that has maybe listened to every single episode Yeah, on a Wednesday. She doesn't even wait till Thursday. <laughs> Dad, I don't think he could give a flying shit. I think yeah. Dad's listened to probably six. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Th- it's gl- this is segueing right into the next question because it's like, it says... What about your parents and Mormonism? Mormonism um, Is Rory Mormon? Are your parents Mormon? How do they feel about you and your stance? Um, my parents knew at a very young age that I was just like, this is not for me. And they were... How did you know it was not for you? I was in... I had just gotten the Aaronic Priesthood. I turned 12. 
And I got that. And that's when you leave Sunday school and you go into like the deacon's quorum. Yeah, like a boys club. And so now it's no longer fun little songs and like making crafts. Now it's like, here's the work you got to do. And you like start to actually get into the book, you know. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? This is what this is all about? Like at a young 12, I was like, I don't know. Not not down with any of this. I feel like it was really easy for you to leave for whatever reason. Like you were not traumatized by your undoing at all. It's like the indoctrination didn't really like seep into you. Like you could block it out before it got you. Well, I just always had friends in church. So it was like, cool, I got to go hang out with my friends. That's like why See, I the didn't indoctrination mind going got there. me. I fully bought it hook, line, sinker. Thought that it was the only way that I would be with my family. Like, nope, didn't get me at all. But, but I was such a spiritual little kid. I had so many spiritual experiences, and I thought it was because I was Mormon. Really? Yeah, I didn't know it's because I. The reason I had spiritual experiences as a kid is because I am a spirit and I have a body. Everyone can have spiritual experiences. You don't need to be Mormon to have a spiritual experience. Exactly. But I believed and I was taught that it was because I was Mormon. You thought you were getting special treatment? Yes, I thought it was my adherence to the club and the rules. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I'll do anything for more of that because, I mean, that is like me in a nutshell. Like, the humanness is not what I'm into. I'll do the human stuff. But I've always known since I, the first spiritual experience I had, I was six. Like, I just knew. But I thought it was because I was Mormon. Um, huh. mom and dad maybe we'll have mom and dad talk about it themselves I don't like to speak for them I don't like to speak for them either but no they are not um, LDS any longer correct and our family this is something that's unique about our family I never once talked to my parents about it I never once talked to you about it I did it on my own what left yeah none you of us, left on your own none and of mom us and dad left on their own a word to each other about any of it. And then finally we all looked around like probably four like, years ago oh. and we're like, are we all out of this thing? <laughs> yeah. And then once we were all out, we could be like, whoa, what yeah. was what was that like <laughs> for you? But I never did that. I never. We were respectful of each other's beliefs. Like yeah. I never, I never. The way that I like knew that they were out was we went to Europe together, just the three of us. And mom would drink a little and wine. mom had Ooh. some drinkies with me. Oh, and I was that like, is so What special. is happening? <laughs> okay, let's go to the next one. What is your favorite thing about each other and what is your least favorite thing about each other? About you and I? Yes, me and you. My favorite thing and least favorite thing? Yes. Uh, Least favorite thing, you are a bulldozer sometimes and there's no stopping whatever's going through that head of yours. No one gets what you're talking about, but maybe you, Bronson, Ruckus has seen it, mom and dad. Yeah, it's, you get scary. Mm-hmm. But I'm so nice. I know. Well, hey, it can happen. That pendulum us. swings far, doesn't it? Like as nice as I am, I could be. You don't rigid. do it to me, but I get as uncomfortable as the person you're doing it at usually. Like, this is oh. about like all the crap with like the older kids now hanging around. You saw it. Yeah, I saw it again. I haven't seen it in a long time. And I saw it and I was like, oh, God, it lives. I lives. I used to like push this side of me away, like this crazy, good, you gnarly have have side this kind of me. Of stuff. Because and I realize it's you, the most love. It's like the one of the greatest things about me. Like I am nice to my core, but I will fucking cut you. Yeah. At the same time. You. When you do get that way, it's also. Like you're right most of the time. Oh, 100 percent <laughs> right. But it's scary to be in your crosshairs. <laughs> so that's your least favorite thing about me or your is that your favorite <sighs> that's and my least, least favorite? and my yeah, <laughs> no, my favorite thing is uh, um i just like watching you be a mom oh thanks yeah 
It's fun. That's nice. Because I keep like, I see it and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's how I would treat them too. Yeah, you know. You know. You know. Okay, my least favorite thing about you has to be that you do at times get ghosty. Mm-hmm. That there will be like oh, I'm months. I'm sure that's everybody. Months of, but me. I'm like that too. So I understand. I don't take it personal. I just miss you. Yeah. When you get ghosty. It's, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I get ghosty. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, that's my least favorite thing. I'm like, oh, he can just leave and sometimes I don't hear from I him. I can from vanish months. off of someone's map. Really scarily fast. Well, oh, so fast. That's but the thing that I have to watch I myself. I think I kind of like, I think I like to do it. Mm-hmm. I think leave it, people wanting more. I Always so. leave people wanting more. What's your favorite? My favorite thing about you has to be I think you're really, really smart. And I think that you use your. I think you use your intelligence. I think you weave it into your humor. And I just laugh at you. Like the things you say, (laughs) the things you pick up on in a conversation. And I get that other people don't like see it. They don't know that it's because you're so smart. It's hard to be me sometimes. And I just, it just makes me laugh. I giggle. Sometimes I watch you and I just laugh because I get it. I know it's funnier to me than other people, but I see it and I'm like, yeah, meeting a new group of people, it's sometimes not the best thing. Mm -hmm. And I just like how much when you're in life, you are like a a live person. Like you are like fully living it. You, when you're around, it makes it better. Thank you. It just does. Like I like you, you being around. Okay. What? Oh, people, so many people. I have such bad BO right now. Let's just, just sit with it. We're trying not to use deodorant. Just give it another week. Power through. (laughs) Sorry. Power through. Smell this. Um, Tattoos. A hundred people asked about what is what are tattoos? What do they mean? What is what? How many tattoos do you have? Do they all have meaning? I have one, two, three, four, plus six, ten. Uh, you have one on your leg. I have fifteen tattoos. One of them, his first tattoo was about our dog who died, Flea. One of them was for a girl, Riley Nordell. <laughs> I don't know if she listens to this, but I wanted to impress her so bad. Okay, what's your other one? And ones? filled my entire bicep up. And guess what? She did not care about it. Uh-uh. Um, pentagram, which was uh, it was a free tattoo. It was just a cool. It was one of the coolest nights I've ever had. So even though it's the pentagram, I think it's one of my favorite <laughs> tattoos. And then just some random shit. None of them. Real, you have these... the ABBA tattoo and a oh, Metallica. ABBA. I have ABBA. But in Metallica writing over my knee for my mom and dad. Because that's their two favorite I bands. I have <clears throat> a Say Yeah, which if you are a listener of this show, you should know what that means. On his bum bum. On my bum bum. And then just a whole bunch of crap on my left arm that really doesn't mean much. I have one, two, three, four. I hate every tattoo I have. They're the most ugly, horrible things. I got one when I was like 17, underaged. And they were... They're like doves, but they're actually pigeons. They're called rock doves. I remember this. So, so well. they're black and white, right? And I, I wanted, I was so young and so naive. I didn't have the internet. I said, I want it black and white. What I meant was black and gray, but the man did black and white. So these birds right by my bikini line, <laughs> they look like orca whales. And then I got I pregnant you had those. and they grew and they are the most awful things. And then I got a two for one, like a BOGO tattoo in Tampa, Florida with you Bronson. Got BOGO? It is the worst tattoo it's the coordinates of where my kids were born. It's oh, awful. Yeah, and then the worst one ever, which everyone can see, is the arrow on my wrist. Right it was free. It's the worst tattoo. It's blown out. It's crooked. It's so ugly. I'm getting it removed. 
hate all of my tattoos. seven free tattoos. I hate all of mine more than anything. I actually think I like all my free ones better than the ones that I paid too many American dollars for. Oh, here's a good one. Do you get along with your significant other's families? Significant others. Do you? If you had a significant other, (laughs) should we talk about it? First of all, let's just, okay, I'm just going to ask this question now. Should we ask a different question first? Um, Everyone wants to know, they assume you're single. What happened? Are you single? What's going on? Uh, Yes, I am. Okay. How do you, how are you? Uh, It's it's still fresh. It's really, it's sad. Okay. Let's just talk about this. It's really sad. I'm very sad because any way I look at it, I'm the asshole. And this I is the big cheat. life changes that we're talking about. I didn't about. cheat on any. I never was unfaithful. I just kind of had to listen to my feelings on this one. And it really hurt somebody and two other people as yeah. well. And yeah. it sucks. And it's not cool. But I just had to I had to do me. Everybody's hurting too. Yeah. It wasn't fun at all. But here's the thing that but, I know is that it was the kindest and compassionate thing to do. Because yeah. like wasting someone's time, yep, that would be cruel. Well, time is the one thing in this world that you don't get back. Yeah. It's, and I think it's out of love and and care that you don't want to string people along and and hurt them deeper later down the road. Yep. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. And that's your big life transition. That is kind of why you were willing to just throw anything at the wall and try all these new things. Because yep. you're what? in a big transition. But I mean, hell yeah, got it on the first try. Mm-hmm. We just threw you, th- yeah, hell yeah, threw me hell right yeah. into something. I was like, oh, whoa, yep, this is what I was looking for. Yep, I'm excited to see where it's going for you too, because it's a positive change, even though it's painful. The pain just is an indication of how much love that there was. This was, I mean, yeah, it's cool because finding this, it really did like kind of ease that heartache and that like transition way better because it's just like oh whoa Mm -hmm. there's no rule that means that 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 says you have to stay and suffer in your pain and i think people think that they should suffer in their pain for longer than what's helpful the biggest proponent of guess i need to suffer more like yes getting out of that mindset wow (sighs) it's unneeded it's It's, unneeded you don't have to suffer crazy so that segues into segway? when segway segway seg segway into the next question, which is when you do have a significant other, and my I I do like their families. How important is it for you to get along with your significant other's family? Very. I got along with Rachel's. I loved hanging out over at their house. I get along with mine too. Yeah. I mean, we're we couldn't be more different. I don't even think they listen to the show. Oh, I yeah. kind of feel more comfortable with that. Yeah. But yeah, they're the best. Best grandparents, best like they're all boys. It's fun. I like them too. I hang out with them all the time. Yeah, it's just a crew. It's a built-in uh, crew. But yeah, it that would I don't think it's a deal breaker for me. Like if I didn't unless they were like I actually do. Assholes. I like I don't I think I could com- c- like submit my life to a person who I feel such negativity from. Like if like they actively hated me, I feel like that would be a deal breaker. It would I, put such a wedge in between a relationship. I would just I guess it would all depend on the relationship that the significant other has with their parents as well. Yeah, if it hurt them, that would hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. Um 
on the same topic, love advice. Love advice? I don't have that for anybody. What do you I'm mean? Just, I'm just now learning how to love me. So once I figure that out. Well, that's my love advice for people. Oh, love yourself first. Find a way to love yourself fully and then and then love is easy. Yeah, I'm, love I'm working yourself. on that one and it's fun. It's cheesy as hell. It's, it's the truest thing in the world. How can you, that? then other people will just be disappointing you constantly if they're not loving you the way that you need because you're not giving it to yourself. Yeah. It's like unfair. So I'm working on that. Maybe everyone should too. Okay, Rory, what makes you feel the most alive? The most alive? Uh, I know mine. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. I feel most alive when I'm trying new things. When I'm, when I'm not all the time, but I would say once a quarter. So four times a year, I have to do something that either makes me feel a little bit nervous or like adventure or it's just a, an expansion. I need to expand my consciousness. I need to expand maybe like, I don't know, go bungee jumping. Like I need to do something new. I feel most dead inside when I'm eating the same food, watching the same TV, doing the same thing. When it's same shit, different day, I feel dead inside. I need new experiences constantly. Yeah. I've, I've done a lot. I've experienced a lot. Um, so like that kind of loses its luster. I think playing music live that problem that that gets that gets me going it's nerve-wracking but i also play like underground metal music in front of people so there's always only like six people in the mm -hmm. crowd and it's a lot harder to play in front of six people than it is in front of six thousand because there's this, no energy okay this is perfect because so what nice. this is the next question what is something that you used to be afraid of and now you're not anymore? Um, ooh. I, I don't know. I know That's, mine. You do? Uh -huh. Something I'm not afraid of now that I used to be afraid mm -hmm. of? Shit. I'll go. I have more fears now. What? Than I did before. About what? Anything. I used to not give a shit about anything. I had no fear for the longest time. I'm like kind of refining that little. It's okay to not know. Right now you don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I know mine. Mine was sharing my truth. Like that was scary. Feeling like, oh, I'm going to tell people the truth about me. And now they're going to have like, okay, they're going to actually, you know, know what? Me. Yeah, that I can take that one too. I'm going to piggyback. And now I'm not scared at all. Like now I, I use it as a tool. I'm like, I'm going to share my truth. And I am so happy we when wanted... people fall away from me because I'm like, you're not my people. Yeah. Hell yes. I'm refining my people. Like you don't like me. Thank God. Mm -hmm. Let's move. Let's cut the bullshit. Yep. We were supposed when this whole thing, I was supposed to be a fixture on the show. Mm -hmm. Remember, like when in the beginning, I was like, be my co-host. Yeah. And no, I couldn't because like, because of that. I just was like, I don't want people knowing what the fuck's going on up in here. Yep. And, oh, I love it now. I mean, it's only been a few things, but it's like, oh, this feels so much have better. Have people fallen away from your life? Yes. Um, I Well, yes. Certain yeah, people have. Certain people have, yeah. But then look at all these people you've collected in I like know. a very short Jesus. amount of time. There's one in this room. We have a fly on the wall. He just comes <laughs> in. How do you like this, Craig? 
Okay, okay, okay. Uh, okay, what do we got here? Oh, holiday traditions. We're going to throw a holiday mix in here. Holiday Our family tra- is so freaking weird. Can we just talk about the family? Like when I met Bronson and I started going to his holiday stuff, I was like, why aren't people singing and dancing and doing skits? <laughs> what? <laughs> Not all families like get to, together and do a play? Yeah. What is with oh our family? God, I've never realized that. Rory, it... We do. We are 100% weird. Yeah, we have a play. There's a donkey. A song and a dance. And our moms... Dress up. They dress up weird. Mm-hmm. There's always a song. There's always a fight. There's the always sisters fight. are always fight. Mom's family is <laughs> fucking crazy. <laughs> There's always a fight. There's one of always the someone is mad. Gonna, yep, one of the sisters is mad. All the time. I but it is it. so much fun, I can't even tell oh, you. Oh, yeah. And there are too many kids. I don't even know my cousins. I don't know how many there are. I don't know them. I, for real, I call not, them like their last names. Like, that's the Taylors. I that's don't the, know one of Devin's siblings names I Devons are the ones that I know the most I've got them all mixed up at this point Bella Lila Bridger I know Bridger. like this most simple there's only two <laughs> I don't know the other oh my two God, from Lord. each other so our family traditions we always do a big Thanksgiving it's like Thanksgiving on Christmas Eve then we wake up and we do Christmas morning all together as a family but before then we do like skits plays songs and dances and my family is insane I think most other families like watch football None of that shit. No. We never, are not that family. Never once. Now that Bill is always making drinks, he makes, he is the bartender. Yep. Bill loves himself a good drink. He likes making people drinks, which is funny because Rory and I don't drink alcohol. Yeah. He asks me every single time. And I'm always saying, no. Rory, why still, don't we drink alcohol? It honestly just, I outgrew the shit out of it. It, I've been doing, I went so hard at 14, 15 that it's like, I I already lived, I lived my 20s and my teens. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, oh yeah, this I'm over this. I don't drink alcohol because I think it does not work with my body. Like it I think I I think either. I'm actually like allergic to alcohol. I do not feel good at like it's not a hangover. It's like a like it's, I don't feel good. I don't feel well. Yeah, in my body and my mind, yeah. alcohol is not my thing. But I love to get drunk. Like it's it's like that biannually can, thing, like yeah. twice a year. I think there's it's so a good fun. purge. Like if you just get hammered one night in a safe place. No, really, it happens to me twice a year. Yeah. And, and it is fun and terrible. And then I don't touch it. It's not, I'm not like a binge drinker. I just really don't, we don't keep alcohol in our home. No. Like we do not drink alcohol. Yep. If we go to dinner, maybe we'll like get a drink. But that's maybe once once a month, if that. Yeah. But yeah, it's not to say I haven't had a rowdy good time because mm-hmm. I have. Same. It always happens to me with Indy and Courtney. If Courtney is around, <laughs> it happens three, two to three times a year, and I just get wild. I don't think you need to be hanging around with those girls anymore. <laughs> uh, okay, what's another one? Okay. Do you want me to what? Oh, what do your loved ones see in you that make you feel truly loved? I'm gonna go. Okay. When you said I like watching you be a mom, because that's me in my essence. Yeah. That's, I feel like you see who I am because that's all I live for. I just live for, I really, really want to connect with my kids. I don't want to be like a good mom. I just really want to connect with them. Mm -hmm. And so you see that in me and I feel loved by you when you see that in me. 
Nice. Uh, what do loved ones see in me that make me feel truly loved? Uh, I think all of my loved ones, I mean, you guys are always like, you're so talented. Why aren't you doing something yes. with it? Yes. And I don't understand what you guys mean by that, but I like It's because hold a truly it. gifted, talented person who doesn't have to effort for his talents, you just think everyone would be like you. Like yeah. you don't understand that for other people they would have to practice and devote their life to just you being able to pick up a guitar and do what you do. Yeah, but I don't, I don't have anything in my life like that. I'm not naturally talented at anything. You guys are better at Instagram than me. I got to figure that world out and I think we'll be good. You need to figure that out. So you feel loved when we recognize your talent. I do because I don't recognize it. And so it's like nice. Okay, I got one. Advice, Rory, because you just started this. Shit. Advice you would give to someone that is starting to wake up and is dabbling in the woo-woo energy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Advice I would give? I mean, it's your life right now. It's it is. Um, shit. Just go with it. Go with the flow. That's ser- like that's all I just keep telling myself. Just whatever. Keep let's let's stay open. Let's go down that stay avenue. Open. Let's open this door. See what happens. Okay, my advice and guess is guess what? All of it's been better. It's fucking Okay, crazy. right? Okay, but it's better, but it does it's not linear. It's kind of like, oh, it's getting better. Oh, this sh- shit sucks. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, I'm oh, not Yes. It, it's just doors are opening that I didn't have access to. And I'm doing things creatively that I wasn't doing before. And that's making me feel better. But there's still deadlines. There's still bills. Like all that stuff is a thing still. Yeah. But like life is still life. Life is still life. And I still I'm, like reality TV. I still yeah, like to like. I still do listen my- to Napalm Death. And mm-hmm. I love <laughs> fucking headbanging. Like <laughs> I'm not changing. But uh it's just crazy. It's, You're just blossoming, Rory. Just yeah. a nice little tulip over here, blossoming. Yeah, Craig's in here asking a question. What is it, Craig? Okay, you have to each ask each other, what are you not able to see right now in your own blind spot? <gasps> Rory, what, what are you not? I don't know if they okay, could hear that. So you ask, where are you? What am I not able to see about myself right now? What is my own blind spot? Okay, Rory has permission to. Okay, Rory, what is my blind spot? What do I what do I not see about myself that I what am I blinded by? <gasps> um, this is making me feel damn. something. Damn. Okay. Craig in the um, corner. I think you are blind to this platform a little bit and how big of an audience. I know you understand. I but like, actively I don't try think, not to think about I it. I think you need to realize that you could do more with this. Yeah, I actually but um, I don't think you want push to. that thought away. I think I don't think you want to. I think you want to. Why is it? Because I, I don't think you want it to become I don't want it to be big. Thing. It's already bigger than I ever thought. Why is it bigger than you think that she thinks? What is it about her? About what? Uh, it's truth. I think people strive. People want to hear actual experience and truth and not a fucking... A nice, pretty painted picture. A painted picture or an Instagram story about how much fun you're having, but you're just not taking videos of the shitty parts. Like, it's just, you're, I I like this about you because I know it's true. Mm-hmm. Like, I know your life. So I know that you're not just pulling out the bullshit and then just being 
fluffy and fun. Yeah. And I want to be on this because I like that platform too. I want to just be able to be truthful about shit and mm-hmm. actually speak my mind. Mm-hmm. And I think people want that so bad. And you they... see me pushing this away. Like the thing that I created, I made this thing. You see me being like, uh, it's just a podcast. A little bit. Not just it's just a podcast, but I think there's just avenues we could take with it that would be easy to implement, mm-hmm. but you don't want to do it. I don't. I don't want it to be bigger because I don't want and I'm attention. Fine. It's it's your thing. I'm fine with that. But I don't want the attention. I, I want the don't. attention on someone else. <laughs> I'll tell you what, like the idea of being like, rec- like known and people are listening to me and taking my words at heart scares me because I'm just trying. I'm not an expert. Well, so I had this realization when I was at, it was like, oh, I got to like think of something to say on the podcast. It kind of freaked me out because I was like, this is like, I, I can't misuse this platform. Because people are really. Because people, people might people listen listening. and people I, that could hurt somebody like. Yes. That taking is the psilocybin that in the woods could be bad for somebody. And I don't want that. I, I don't want that either. But it's working for me. But I just it's it's scary to be on a platform. Now I've never had a platform and now I have kind of a platform and it's like, wait, whoa, that's kind of a big deal. You kind of have to like respect it. You have to. And I don't want to just be like, guess what, everyone? I'm fixed now and it's not going to work for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It's just kind of it's scary. I see that blind spot. I am I am aware of the blind spot. I don't even look at the blind spot. I know it's there, though. Yeah, because I the more and more and more people that listen to this and. I will admit that I get DMs that are eight pages long that are like so heartfelt that I can't finish them because I'm not ready to accept that type of like love or like pressure or like reality that this is a big deal. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm aware of it. Oh, I'm aware. So now your turn, Rory. Wait, do I have to ask? Yeah. So what, what, oh, no, 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 it's me, right? No, you just asked. Now it's Rory. Mm-hmm. So what is my blind spot? What is your blind spot? Yeah. What do you not see that we all see in you? You have to answer that. I see in you that you are, like what we talked about, talented and more capable than half the people that we are hiring and paying <laughs> money for. And you are also kind of poo-pooing that. And I recognize in you that Poo-pooing? you don't ask for what you need, like, Like monetarily, you could be making money because you're talented and you're gifted and you have a lot to offer. And you're not demanding what you're worth from people. You're just taking what they'll give you. Yeah. And I think that you know that too and you don't look at it. Yeah. No, you're right. Damn it. I know. Rory gets a raise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Speaking of. Hey, (laughs) Dave. I've been trying, meaning to Venmo Rory money for four days, <laughs> like December fourth. What day is it? it is December fourth. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's that, but this is also kind of like a new. I'm not trying to give an excuse for it, but this is like a new thing that's kind of happening, and I'm just happy that I get to do something that I don't want to fucking put a bullet in my head at the end of the day. Yeah. So this is exciting and new and i'm just happy to be a part of it right now but but do you realize that you push away monetary wealth yeah 
What? What's why? Um, because I don't know if well, monetary wealth with what with everything I do. Like you just act like money. You it like doesn't affect you. You're like it's fine. I don't need it, but you need it. Yeah. But like you could be a wealthy person because of your talents and abilities. I've actually just recently gotten into that mindset of like, wait. Like, why not you? Why can't you yeah. have money? Yeah, exactly. Like you're addicted to the not having money. And I recognize that in you because that was me too. Yeah. No, I'm actually, it's funny you said that because I just kind of had these thoughts like a week ago. I was like. Like, why not you? Yeah. What I? Yeah, I should have more money than I do. You really should. You could. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. It's wild. It's wild. So you're going to take a look at that? Yep. Okay. Here we go. This is getting fun. Here we go. Um, did we do advice to someone? Oh yeah, we did. Okay. Dream podcast guests. This is, this is, this is great because it's piggybacking off of my fears. I want the people that I know I want the most to talk to that I know that would actually be my friends and we would, they would absolutely love me and I'm going to complete, I just know that and I already love them. Aubrey Marcus, Glennon Doyle, Abby, her wife, like they're my people and they don't know it, but I don't think I ever want to interview them because I am so terrified. Hmm. I would be so weird. I wouldn't, I would know too much about them. I would get weird. It can't ever happen. Um, I don't even know who those people are. I know you don't. <laughs> so then who's your dream podcast guest? Dream podcast guest. It would probably be a comedian who also has a podcast. Probably Pete Holmes. Don't know who that is. He he has a podcast called You Made It Weird and he talks about this kind of shit kind of. Oh, oh I might like it. But it's only it's with not only with other comedians but most of the time just other comedians and it's so interesting to hear other comedians and like not their beliefs. It's not comedians always about beliefs. Smart. Let's just cut. They're comedians just smart. are the smartest person in people in the room every time. That's why they're comedians. Mm-hmm. Comedi- I love listening to comedians because I don't think I have a, com- a comedic brain, but like I think I have kind of the same wavelength that they're on, where they're always looking for mm-hmm. the punch. Like I just have that kind of brain, I think. <laughs> but uh, so I love listening to them. I love listening to them talk to each other because they're like, it's almost like a battle the whole time. Like a funny battle. Rory, how do you distinguish between intuition and fear? Ooh. Uh, f- that's a new thing I've been kind of dealing with recently. Like, because I've been, I've been acting on feelings a lot lately. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm kind of like, I'm dealing with, intuition and fear feelings like what is what like is this my intuition yeah, or is this my fear speaking yeah i'm I'm just kind of figuring that out right now i've i know i, I know a trick that. if i am feeling fear it means i need to go to it not avoid it hmm. but if i'm feeling intuition intuition is never anxiety it's never worry it's a calm still knowing if i'm having an intuitive hit it's like a it's a knowing if i'm feeling anxiety that is not intuition Hmm. If I'm feeling worried, that is not intuition. Hmm. But the things I'm fearing, I know I need to just tackle because then the things I'm fearing, if I don't tackle it, then they become worry. Hmm. They become fear. Then that becomes confusion and anxiety. And then I'm like, is this my intuition? Is this my fear? See, I'm, yeah, I'm right there where now 
I'm died. Oh, I got so tongue tied. I don't know the difference on them. And so then it's becoming that like in my head. And then it's just a confused feeling that I don't enjoy having. Yeah. It's because you're not addressing the fear. That's what it is. Okay. Okay. I can deal with that. This one, I picked it because this is our lives right now. What do you do to get out of your routine? Oh, no, no. Oh, oh, I don't know why I wrote this weird, but it's like, mm-hmm. what happens when your life gets busy and you get out of, out of your routine? Do you let your routine fall? Do you let re- your routine go? And that is what's happening to me right now. Our life is so busy that I'm letting it go and I am uncomfortably not myself. I'm, I hate it. So I am doubling down on the routine. The routine is my, the routine is me. Mm-hmm. If I'm not feeding myself, I can't feed anybody else. Mm-hmm. I. This is a, a lesson I keep relearning and relearning and relearning and it's never going away. I have absolved myself of all routine lately. Whatever you do, yoga with Adrian every morning. That's the only routine I got. Well, it's your routine. You stick to it, don't you? No, not every morning. Well, what the fuck, Roar? <laughs> Jeez. Do chill. That. Do the routine. Um, No, I had a routine, but the routine was not serving me. I didn't care for the routine I had. And so I've just kind of, I'm building a new routine. I don't need a routine really, though. Yeah, you do. I'm going to call you out right now. Everyone needs their daily routine. Yeah. Yes. Everybody needs a daily routine. It doesn't have to be like ginormous. It doesn't have to be a big deal. Routine scares me because I quit nicotine recently Mm -hmm. and literally nicotine pouches. That was your routine. Was my routine because that's when I ate. That's when I would have a shower because I, it was all timed around after whatever that thing I did, eating, Mm -hmm. showering, I'd throw one in. Because it just felt better that okay, way. That well, was, I get that. that. That's was my some routine. weird addiction things going on with you. You need to maybe yeah, so a routine had, right now is not good for you. This so is just self aware. You're really self aware. That's right what now. I'm trying to say when I said I am getting rid of the routine. Okay. Because it, I, I yesterday, whoo, I was having some nicotine fits. I was fiending bad, and I've been eating junk food to like try to. That's sustain. okay because you got real skinny there for a minute. Yeah, the junk food thing needs to stop now too, though. Okay. Okay, this is a big one. I actually really want to know your your thoughts on this. Okay. We got a lot of parenting things, a lot about plant medicine. A lot of people concerned that we talk about plant medicine around our kids. How do we feel if our kids were to use plant medicine? Would we let our children smoke weed? I laughed out loud at that one. Like, are you, no. You think I'm going to let my kids smoke weed? Like, no, I'm not going to let my kids smoke weed. But. What if you caught them? Like, what if Remy was 16? And I caught her smoking weed? Yeah. What if Ozzy We talk about, was here's what we talk about. We talk about things that are, there's breaking rules and there's breaking laws. Mm-hmm. We don't break laws. Mm-hmm. You can bend rules. Mm-hmm. So laws are things where like, I can't protect them from the law. If mm-hmm. they, they start breaking laws, mom and dad can't help you. Mm-hmm. Like, so that there's that line. We don't break laws. If they're curious, say if we lived in California, but even then that's breaking the law. They're under 18. It's legal there. You have to be 18, right? Or is it 21? I'm not sure. I, we just follow laws. Mm-hmm. You follow the fucking law. That, no, no going around it. But I, if my children want to do plant medicine in, in the ways in which I have done plant medicine, which are respectful and reverent and ceremonial and with true like space holders where it's, it's mm-hmm. safe then it is the deepest form of self-growth I've ever experienced in my life. And I would 
100% they would have my blessing, Mm -hmm. but only in this type of container Mm -hmm. because it's like anything else in life. Like it's like saying, how do you want your kids? How do you want your kids to drink when they're 21? Mm -hmm. Do you want them to binge drink and get blackout drunk? Or do you want them to experience drinking in a social setting where it's safe and Uber home and feel and feel safe. That's the same way I feel about my children in plant medicine. I want them to experience a full life and I want them to experience these things that I've experienced only if they want to and in a safe container. And I think a lot of people don't, their kids do dabble in dark things. Like we were, it was black and white. Mm-hmm. Smoking was bad. Drinking was bad. If, if you drank a lot or one beer, it was all bad. And mm-hmm. we talk a lot about consumption and settings and people and intent. What is your intent for doing these things? Mm -hmm. And we're educating our kids right now on all of this stuff because there, I can see that my kids are like me. My kids are curious little cats. They're going to dabble in stuff Mm -hmm. and I don't want them to live in a box. My, every part of my fear comes up when, when I'm talking about parenting Mm -hmm. and I want them to be safe and I don't want them to go outside. And like, especially with Zuri getting older and I'm She's beautiful and Remy's beautiful and Ozzy's going to be handsome and there's going to they're going to be hurt mm-hmm. like by people, by things, by life. Mm-hmm. And every part of my fear is like I want them to be homeschooled. I want them to stay in this house. I want them to stay in my basement. But what kind of life is that for them? Yeah. I want them to have it all and experience it all and I want them to be well informed and educated and safe about these things. But it's kind of like I think people are so turned off by plant medicine or so turned on by it. But I really view it as just another type of therapy. Like, it's like asking me like, well, or me asking you, do you want your kids to go to therapy when they're older? How do you feel about your kids knowing that you do therapy? And I think that's fine. So how are you going to talk to your kids about this, your future kids? Yeah, this is a hard question to uh, answer. Obviously, I don't have children. Um, But... Yeah, I don't know. Here's what. So going, seeing this new world that I've kind of seen, not new world, but kind of, yeah, new world has kind of given me hope of like, oh, I don't, I don't have to do the shit that I think you're supposed to do. Like there's a whole other there's, you can do this this way. And I just didn't even know that that existed at all. And so it's been really cool for me to be like, kind of explore that in my own head of like, oh, what do I want to, how, if I had a kid right now, how would I want them to be raised? Like, I've never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Like what, because it's fucked up. If you really think about it, it's fucked because I thought about, our parents and I just thought they knew every I thought they knew they had the answers you just think that as a kid right mm-hmm. they could say anything and we're like yep okay you're, that's the like, way it yep. is so it's a lot of pressure it's really gnarly to be a parent and it's terrified me mm-hmm. for years but I'm only now recently kind of getting into the headspace of not trying to be so scared of that and trying to kind of pick out the spots of like I would want my kid to have this type of an understanding of whatever it is and plant medicine like that would be a part of it I I wouldn't be putting my kid on psilocybin you know at a young age but 
It's just another tool in the toolbox. I, yeah. It's I'd, another tool. I'd be like this. I, everything you just said, basically. Okay. Everything. Craig is here and he wants to ask the last question. Yes, Craig. Here, here's Is Craig. this the last question? This is the yeah. last question. Um, I'm the president of Rory's fan club <laughs> because I knew Rory before and then now knowing him after and getting. Um, so I want you guys to talk about this, but this is just my ideas as the president. I would like, and you're the boss here. So um, I would like to see Rory have his own show called <laughs> It's Real with Rory. It's Real with Rory. And he Craig, goes if you to, can't say it the first time, no, that's why the wrong it's so name. Good. So you come up with a better name, but Rory, <laughs> where Rory goes into this world of woo-woo-ness that is actually real and all these things. Because um, And then this book. Can you guys talk about it? The book? A Man's Guide to the Woo-Woo Shit. I've been learning so much from women instead of men in the church. And then now Rory is meeting all these women healers that look at crystals, that pull cards, that do magic, that like all the people you do, like – all the people you know about. And then like brother-sister thing about you guys doing this together. And then Rory's like, there needs to be like, Joe Rogan's awesome. He just eats too much meat and still talks about too much guns. <laughs> like Rory, when I listen to you guys, at your story on the podcast, like together, and then your family's all like, anyways, can Rory have his own show and write a book? Rory, you I have to write a show. book now? We have the book idea. The book idea needs to happen. Oh, okay. would you be? I'm a writer, but I know that if you efforted, you could write. Mm, yeah, I probably could. Men need it, women need it. It's well, that's been one of the bigger like the whole thing with me being like, whoa, this is kind of a platform. Like, I, I might need to not pump my brakes, but I need to be careful with what I say mm -hmm. is because there was a reaching out of people, like way more people than I thought who were like, hey, listen to your thing, I've sent it to. 10 people like I sent it to my dad I sent it to my boyfriend I sent it to mm -hmm. and it's just like what well you're now your eyes have been opened up to the people that like the real amount of people that are suffering and they've done the conventional things and it's making it worse for them and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna if it it works for so many but for the few that it doesn't if say antidepressants don't work for you mm -hmm. and you're left hopeless. Mm -hmm. You just did the thing. You went to the doctor. It doesn't help. It's making you more suicidal. Mm -hmm. And you feel like you don't have a choice. And you and I are talking about these things. And we're like, maybe this is a Hail Mary. Maybe mm -hmm. this is another way. Maybe Mary there's another way. But yeah, totally the responsibility is heavy. It's a, it's a heavy thing to talk about. And it's not for everybody. No. It, but, but for you and I and our family and mom and dad will come on and they'll talk about it. But I really want mom and dad to speak for themselves. But maybe we just tell the listeners like mom and dad are now entering this work. Which is so cool. Like, that's why I wanted to talk to mom the other day. And I need to talk to dad more. But he, it's just cool that it's almost like a trade-off. Mm -hmm. We did their shit when we were young. And now we're And we're now we're kind of like, we. they're just down to try our shit, at least to see it from our perspective. Because they can see how much we've changed and how much it's healed ourselves and our, our personal families and our lives. And I think that they can't deny the change in us, in you. And in me. Yeah. And they, they can't deny it. And so it's piquing their interest. And they're like, maybe there's something here. And and that's the listeners, too, is that there's something here. But it's not just plant medicine. It's You're not it's just going to go open. to this place and it's then all of a open. sudden everything's changed. Like, uh -huh. it's still a grind every day to try to stay in 
a headspace. But it's no, what I mean by not just plant medicine, it's like me and you finally coming together as adult people and saying, this is how I feel about life. How do you feel about life? Yeah. And being brave enough to accept the other person's reality and not judge them. Yeah. Because I was doing this stuff four years ago and you thought I was a fucking psycho woman. You were like, oh, weird. Okay. I did not. I, it didn't change our relationship at all. You were just uninterested. I was just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it meant nothing to me. Really. Yeah. It meant nothing, but it was meant everything to me. All right. And so me being like, well, my family doesn't care. Yeah. Like it means nothing to them and I am different and they're like, okay, whatever you go drink some weird juice in the jungle. (laughs) But I'm like, no, you don't understand. But it took four years for you guys to come around. Sorry. I don't need you to say sorry. I'm just Uh, glad you finally came around. But that's why I think that we'd write a book. All right. That was the last of our questions. All right. That was a long one. Well, we got to, you got to edit this down, but. Why? Oh well, yeah, there's, there's so a huge there's a huge blank part in the middle. There's too. so many interruptions. All right. We <laughs> love you all. Thank you for writing in. Yeah, thanks. Happy holidays. We're gonna get festive over here. Uh, what? Yeah, we are. We're gonna oh, I just ha- I have festive. a new house. I have to decorate that, huh? Yep, you gotta get festive. All right, you guys, see ya next week. Woo! Bye.